Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome everyone to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. I'm Austin. And I'm BJ. And this week we are actually talking about Dragon Quest adaptations and adaptations in general. This is a Patreon, no, patron requested episode through, through, through Patreon. Yeah. And um, it's something that we have been... Uh, wanting to talk about and so this seemed like a good day to do it since Dragon Quest Monsters will be out next week I think or maybe on the day of our next episode I can't remember time's wonky but oh man it's gonna be real soon yeah so it seemed like a great time to talk about uh, Dragon Quest adaptations because it's Thanksgiving and we're thankful for Dragon Quest adaptations that that is a that is a good, weird, awful segue. Yeah. And we're th- I'm proud and of we're you. thankful for our Patreon patrons. And this is a, a patron requested episode, so Aww. it all connects. Yeah. So I think for me, let's just get straight into it. Like everybody's definition of a good adaptation is different. Like some there are some adaptations, right. just Dragon Quest or otherwise. Some people love them. Some people hate them. Uh, for you, what what generally makes a good adaptation to you? Uh, honestly, it's not so much uh, being faithful to the source material as it is that it feels like the uh, source material. That it uh, do- it can do its own thing all it wants to do as long as it kind of has that same tone and feel and atmosphere. So I really like the uh, Dragon Quest Monsters Plus manga. It feels like you're uh, reading a Dragon Quest game. Really, I, I I very much enjoy it. Yeah, I think I think that's probably it for me too. It's got to have that spirit. Spirit, I guess, is the word I would use. But yeah, but yeah, it's got to have the spirit of whatever it's trying to adapt. And I also agree with you, Dragon Quest Monsters Plus manga. I hadn't even thought of that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I love that one to pieces, and it does. It feels like you're. It feels more Dragon Questy than like Dragon Quest Die does in terms of like manga. It does. I also have the full run of the uh, Dragon Quest Seven manga. Um, it's all in Japan. It's oh. all in Japanese. I've tried to read it, and I've gone through it and at least looked at pictures and like under like you know played the game, so I kind of know where certain parts are and stuff. Right. So it's not like purely reading it, but still close enough. I've gone through all that, and that one's really good too. Um, I don't have any of the adaptations of like four or six or any of the other games that got manga adaptations in Japan. 
Uh, but I do have all of seven. And, um, but yeah, Dragon Quest Monsters plus manga is very good. I'll, I'll, I agree with you. Where it's not, for those of you who haven't played Dragon Quest uh, Monsters Plus, read the manga, it's like, it's not based on a game. I mean, it does have characters from the Monsters games in it and from the Dragon Quest series in it, but but it feels like a Monsters game. Yeah, it's like if you... It does. If you were reading a Dragon Quest Monsters game, this is what it would be like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like even you can even feel it like starting the demo of Dragon Quest Monsters Three, the one that's coming, Dark Prince, the one that's coming out on Switch soon. It feels like I was really taken uh, by surprise on how much it it felt like the manga uh, when it was opening up and you're going through. Uh, I can I can never remember and keep them straight with Great Log and Great Tree, um, which kingdom you're in uh, at the beginning of this one, but. That just it feels very similar, and it, it it felt like the manga to me rather than one of the other uh, monsters games, yeah. which I guess is a a a success on the the manga's part that I I really felt more like it than any of the other uh, games. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, and I guess now now that we're kind of on the subject, I think maybe that's the reason why the Dragon Quest Die manga. And the anime have never appealed to me in a way that some of the other mm. Dragon Quest adaptations have is because, like, Dai is so much its own thing that when I, re- when yeah. I read the manga and when I've watched the anime, like, it doesn't... It, it's the opposite of Dragon Quest Monsters Plus. Like, when I'm reading Dai, I don't feel like I'm reading a Dragon Quest game, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it it's true. I'm reading something that exists in the Dragon Quest world, which is different than something be feeling like an adaptation. Uh, it's a uh, um, like this feels like what what like media tie in kind of thing. Yeah, like this feels like it's completely just separate thing. But it's just kind of like okay, this is a story with characters. There's this story to tell. Oh yeah, but there's some Dragon Quest monsters, and you'll recognize some like spell names. And we're going to throw that yeah. in here. But it doesn't necessarily feel like Dragon Quest. And um, and I think that might be finally gotten to like the heart of the matter with you mentioning Monsters Plus. Like I think that's really what it is, is that Monsters Plus feels like I'm reading a Dragon Quest game and Die doesn't. Mm-hmm. Although... Although... i know what you're gonna say it feels like you're reading infinity strash the game doesn't it because it's roughly the same thing it it does yeah i was about to get there although the game um i thought does feel like uh i mean you know it's not a good game i'm not gonna i'm not gonna rehash all that (laughs) if you want to hear that you can go back and listen to the dragon quest die review we did but it's the the game for all of its flaws does feel like like the actual parts that let you play it um actually does feel like I'm I'm playing through the world of die and if playing as die and as pop and ma'am and uncle like it really does feel like I'm playing as them and um like like I mean I love the combat in that game for all the complaints I had and um I mean it is cool getting to control those characters and run around and everything I just wish you got to do it in a greater capacity that didn't have you watching a bunch of anime stills over and over again but yeah i mean in terms of just like an adaptation of the anime um 
the gameplay segments of Die, I thought were successful enough. I mean, that's what I imagine. Yeah. Like, running around in that game as Die is what I would imagine, you know, playing as Die would feel like, you know, getting to do all these cool, <laughs> overpowered moves and and fighting yeah. against, like, Crocodine, things like that. Like, Crocodine, like, uh, like yeah, that's what I would imagine um, this would be like, you know? And, I mean, that's the same for me with Jump Force. Uh, being able to play as die in uh, the jump force fighting oh, game. I forgot about uh, that. You feel you feel like that too. I mean, I haven't played Infinity Strash because I didn't want to spend the money on it after I hearing your review, after reading the review. But uh, I'll get it on sale. But that's the way I felt about Jump Force. I got it on sale, and I, but I really enjoyed it. Like I can, I'm not a huge fighting ga- game person. But I liked playing as Die in it because it felt like I was running around fighting and playing as Die. I was doing these really absurd anime moves, and but it didn't feel like Dragon Quest. That's the thing with that one, too, is that it felt like an adaptation of Die. Uh, because, I mean, it's him in a fighting game, not all the other stuff uh, included. But it didn't feel like it was, you know, like kind of what I was hoping there would be more Dragon Quest-y feels to it. Uh, moves and like uh, maybe pulling in uh, special moves that that had cameo of monsters and stuff like that. That kind of thing they do sometimes. But it wasn't, but it did feel like die. That same uh, overpowered feeling that you get with that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And I think, and that's the thing too, is that like with with die, again, I love the combat in Infinity Strash. And even, even the fact that it was an action RPG, like, that didn't bother me. I mean, in my mind, Dragon Quest is a turn-based RPG. Like, you you play through all the mainline games. That's like, yeah, this is like a turn-based RPG. I mean, even people who don't play Dragon Quest probably know it's a turn-based RPG. But, like, but <laughs> right. like you know, the Heroes games are action combat. Heroes 1 and 2, and I love those games, mm-hmm. and those feel like Dragon Quest to me. And it's not just... It's not, it's not just because... Of the characters, like, I mean, you know, you throw in, like, Jessica and Yangus, and it's like, of course this feels like a Dragon Quest game, but it's not that. It's that, like, the the original characters in those games feel like Dragon Quest, and the the NPCs, you know, you have, like, a Tuffy, you have the little Gip Man with his horns, um, like, selling right. you stuff, you know, and, and saying Core Blimey and all of these things. And it's just like, this feels like a Dragon Quest game. Like, you put all of these things together, you throw in the Dragon Quest monsters, you have this, uh, you know, villain thrown in and stuff, and it all works really well to feel like a Dragon Quest game, even though it's an action kind of like... Muso, yeah. Uh, like Muso light, I guess, because it's not really a Muso game. I mean, I mean, it kind of is, and it's kind of not. It's not like, like hundreds of thousands of enemies you're just like wiping out at once but yeah i mean it's not like one of the warriors games but it like dynasty warriors but it's definitely that like muso light where it's uh it's it's like first cousins not uh typical action rpg yeah like it's first cousins with a muso game like it probably it probably couldn't marry muso games in certain states (laughs) like that's how closely (laughs) that's how closely it's related But they could in Alabama, Tennessee, and New York. You can in quite a few of the southern states. Yes. Hey, that's why I always bring pull New New York into that too. Because last I looked, uh, like when people brought it up, uh, was like you can still marry like first cousins in New York, and I like see not so different after all. Hey, this has nothing to do with that, but I did kind of have my world shattered earlier in the week. Oh, did no. you know Maryland is considered a part of the South? Maryland. 
No. Yeah, because of how like the Mason. That's New England. Because of how the Mason Dixon line runs and everything. And I looked at a map and I was like, okay, I can kind of see it because it's right up there, like above Virginia and like below like Pennsylvania and everything. Huh. From like weird, but I never think of Maryland as a South. But yeah, it's considered part of the American South. That's weird. I disagree. How did I go thirty some odd years without ever knowing this? Yeah, I still don't know this because that's not true. Yeah. Well, I mean, nope. I, mean, I just refuse to accept it. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so there you go. Fun, fun geography fact. Truth is relative. Slash history. I guess it's kind of a history Mason Dixon line. But anyway. yeah, like I had no idea. Like I, I, I really had never had that uh, come up before. Yeah, because I mean, I don't see someone from Maryland and think they're a Southerner. But, right. But like, I don't. I know. Yeah, at all. Weird. But anyway, that was a tangent, just a fun fact for everybody to to, uh, to to listen to, I guess. Like Dragon Quest Heroes 1 and 2 do feel like Dragon Quest to me. And even Builders, like Builders 1 and 2 have really not, none of the same elements that Dragon Quest games do. I mean, they have the monsters. I mean, the combat, the building aspect of it, like everything is so different. But even those games do. And again, it's because something about them, they have the spirit of like Dragon Quest in them. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things, and I know for me, and I was really, I formerly was a, you know, if you don't get it exactly the same, then, uh, then, then it's worthless and useless and you failed as an adapter. But when I, I took a class in grad school, that was about literary adaptation. And that really, really like kind of helped me center uh, what made a good adaptation versus a bad one, uh, where like if it has the spirit of the thing, I I consider it successful and really like it. But if if it even if it follows you know every major beat of the book, it can be a bad adaptation, like the Ender's Game movie. Uh, like I love the book, but the it just is paint by numbers adaptation to where the movie is just a failure as an adaptation. It doesn't have the spirit. Uh, going along with it, like they could have made lots of changes and it would have been a better adaptation. And that's kind of the way uh, I approach games too. From media, like ad- adapting games into media or media into games. Yeah. Same for same for Rocket Slime. You know, those games are very different, but that is, that decidedly feels like a Dragon Quest game. I mean, you're playing as the mascot of the series in a world full of mascots from the series. So... Um, but I mean, that feels like a Dragon Quest game to me. Yeah, absolutely. I never would have. You know, it doesn't though. Um, a game that both of us have played that I don't think we talked about at the time when we played it was Dragon Quest Swords. Tornico? Well, Torn- oh, we'll, we'll go back to Tornico in a second. But Dragon Quest Swords, I think <laughs> it was the, I think the character designs in it. I mean, they look Dragon Quest-esque. But something about the character designs in Swords, I mean, I like the character designs fine, but like the, I just, I can't quite put my finger on it. Like that game did not feel huh. like Dragon Quest to me, despite having, having Dragon Quest NPCs, monsters, um, a pretty, you know, likable cast. The, it's a very small cast, but you know, what's there is fine. And, and the mini medals, just like all the things that were in that game, for whatever reason, like Dragon Quest Swords, it's it's kind of like die for me where it feels Dragon Quest adjacent. Oh man, see, I felt it. I thought it felt like a Dragon Quest game. Uh, yeah, I thought it had that spirit of it. Yeah, the uh, I think for me the art style uh, was really reminiscent of DQ10, and I think that's why I 
uh, really looked at it as rather than just being a spinoff as being a, a Dragon Quest game. Like it, it felt like a DQ game to me because for some reason in my mind, I just kept tying the character models to 10. Yeah, I, I could see that. I, like nine and 10, they kind of have that same, a lot of the designs look, feel, have that, like yeah. there's a feel to them. I don't know. I can't really explain it. There's a feel, there's a style to them that I really can't explain why I think that. Yeah. But if you look at Swords 9 and then at least the first couple of expansions, uh, 10 and the first expansion, like they look like they're uh, within the same like creative uh, like pool. Uh, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't have the words to actually, I don't have the vocabulary to explain what I feel, why I think that. But no, I, I understand that. Yeah, there's like some kind of like aesthetic or like theme that all of those have. Like, like in terms of yeah. like the artwork that the artwork has. And then, and then yeah, at some point, 10, I guess probably just because of technological advances and things, 10, like the latest uh, like trailers and stuff for 10's expansion look a lot more like 11 to me now, um, mm. which I guess is only natural, yeah. you know I mean? Um, again, technological advances and style and stuff, like that graphics change. But Swords just... Uh, what feels like a Dragon Quest game to us might feel like a Dragon Quest game to you who's listening. Um, so uh-huh. what about your story? What about the movie, your story, uh, being an adaptation of five? How do you feel like that one was a success? How do you feel about that? Do you think it was a successful adaptation? I do. Because I know that's pretty controversial. Contentious. In the, in the yeah, it's very contentious. Contentious, I, yeah. I would say I, I loved it. Um, I... I hold true to pretty much everything I said back in our Your Story episode years ago. Haven't gone back and listened to it, but I don't feel my opinion has changed on it at all. I loved it. I don't even mind the ending at all. I mean, yeah, it's weird, but at the same time, whenever it's going through and talking about how, like, you're the player and you feel this, and it shows him, like, getting the game as a kid and, like, growing up playing it and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. It just has a nice resonance to it, and... Um, yeah, I thought, I thought it was a very successful adaptation. I thought that the, the actual story content that what they took from five felt like it. Um, I thought that it Mm -hmm. added its own spin, which like you said, any good adaptation should, should add its own little spin to something. And it did that. And then the ending, um, worked for me. I mean, I'm not just hewed into, into like, uh, like East Kai and stuff, but that kind of um, like twist ending, I don't know. I liked it fine. I thought it was good. Um, I thought it was a successful adaptation of Five. Um, I've watched it many times since. My, I've watched it with my kids a lot. I mean, I, we love it. I don't. I, that's all I can really say about it. I mean, I, I think it's exce- success, and, and I like it. And except for one thing, I feel was a, a total failure on their part. I agree with you. Uh, Dr. Agon uh, did not continue with the same personality, and it was disappointing. Yeah, okay, that is true. They didn't make Dr. Agon so silly. Um, and I don't know, again, I'd, I've never played the Japanese version of 5. I don't know what he's like in, in Japanese. Right. Maybe the whole Ned Flanders thing is just something the localization team <laughs> threw together. But yeah, that is kind of weird, especially because of how much you and I love Dr. Agon. Um, it, it is weird that he doesn't. But also, maybe they changed it because they didn't want like the Simpsons to sue them for, like I don't know, what kind of infringement. Um, identity theft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
just have Ned Flanders specifically in there. <laughs> yeah, where um, like I don't know, but yeah, that that was a weird thing, I guess. But, um, but I don't know. I really like that movie. So going back to Die, uh, I know that neither of us were huge fans of the anime, uh, but uh, we didn't talk about the actual adaptation from the manga to the anime. Uh, where it was this massively successful uh, manga in the 90s that just kept running for, you know, hundreds and hundreds of entries. And then, you know, the anime that they made is new recently. And how do you feel like now that we have an official uh, die English translation, how do you feel like the anime was translate, not translated, uh, adapted into... Uh, how do you feel like the man? I can't speak today. Uh, how do you feel that the anime did in terms of being an adaptation from the manga? I think probably the same. Like the the original manga from the I guess it was the early nineties. The original manga, or, yeah, or, original so. anime from the nineties, and then the new manga and the new anime from the twenty twenties, whatever. Um, I think are I think are about the same. It's like I feel like. I mean, admittedly, the old manga I had to read, it was like a fan translation of, right? The stuff that you sent me, there was like PDFs, it was digital. Yep. Yeah, so that was a fan translation of Die from way back then. And then the show has some actual localization, and then the rest of it is fan translated, right? Or am I confusing that with Hero Able? If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, I think that's Hero Able. I'm pretty sure now that all of Die is official, like, has been released. No, I'm talking about the old anime from, like, the 90s anime. Oh, I don't remember. Okay. Uh, I don't have any, uh, yeah, I don't remember okay. on that one, to be completely So, I, I think I think it's kind of like the Hero Able, um, which we did some episodes on, too, uh, which is another Dragon Quest adaptation, um, where it was like... Yep. Where some of it was official and some of it wasn't. But either way, from what I can get from fan translations and the stuff of the original that I've read and, and the pictures I've looked at and stuff, I feel like they're pretty, they follow the same general story beats and lines. And the same thing for, for the new manga, since that's, more, since that's officially in English, uh, I feel like I can speak on that more. Where it's like the manga and the, the anime feels very, it feels like a good adaptation of the Dai manga. Purely from an uh, like adaptation standpoint, I think the Die anime is very successful. I think it really feels like the manga. It captures the manga spirit. I feel like the manga generally has more room to breathe, and that's what I actually prefer manga over anime in general, not just for Die, but for anything. Um, 
and I feel like the manga has more time to breathe and get characterization out, whereas the the anime for Die or any anime really, that's kind of my biggest complaint with anime in general <laughs> is that it spends so much time doing these action sequences and just having like the hero and a villain yell at each other while their swords hit um that the story feels like it <laughs> takes a back seat um but yeah in terms of like the a- actual adaptation i would say the anime both animes are very successful adaptations of the manga the mangas mangai yeah manguses uh, yeah, yeah man- no. <laughs> No, <laughs> um, the uh, I, I I'm just gonna move right on past that. Uh, the uh, I, I agree that uh, the original manga I read the Japanese uh, fan translation. Well, the English fan translation of the Japanese because we didn't have one, and the anime was so faithful that I couldn't watch it. Uh, for the same reason that it felt like it was dragging on because I had this story that the, 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 the adaptation into the new anime was so much die that uh, I was like, I just experienced this like, like two weeks ago, experienced this kind of thing. And I was like, I can't watch this right now. And I haven't gone back to watch more of it, but uh, for that same reason, it's like I've read so much of the the manga that it was. Uh, I was like, man, I don't know if I just want to watch that exact same thing. Uh, but one day I will. I know I will. But uh, but that's wise because it's actually a successful adaptation. Uh, because it's almost. I don't want to say it's a literal uh, adaptation, but it hits so many of the same uh, beats and scenes and dialogue moments that it's. Uh, that you can you can choose one over the other, I think. Uh, and I'm going to get fan mail saying no, you can't. But I think I think both of them can work. If you prefer to read, read the read the manga. If you prefer to watch TV, watch the anime. But also, I would say that I think that I think what you what you're saying is accurate for early on, like the stuff. Like we kind of made the jokes about how the how all the stuff on, uh, I can't remember the name of it now. It's totally escaped me. I should know this, but the Island you start off on. Yeah. And, yep. uh, like having the fake heroes show up and all this stuff, um, it's kind of like watching Batman's parents die outside the theater just over and over again. Um, mm-hmm. where it's just yep. like, you see it, you don't have to like constantly watch like uncle Ben die to know that Peter Parker gets to be Spider-Man. Like you don't have to see that. And, um, and I would say that the, the anime, like initially, like the parts that you watched, I think that's very, very true. I think because I ended up watching the after it came out with actual dub in English, not yeah. just subs. Um, started watching that with my kids um, before the game came out, and I do think that they're different enough that, like, I, I think you can do one or the other. Don't get me wrong. I'm not one of those people that's like you got to do both to get the whole story. I don't feel that at all. <laughs> Um, like, I think you can do one or the other, but I do think that they do things differently. Like, there's there's stuff that, okay. there's stuff that some cuts, some ads, and I don't have specific examples uh, just off the top of my head, but but they are different enough. And, and again, I think it goes back to, to what I said already, where it's like the anime, I think, is a lot more about, like, fighting and, and showing all these cool battles and, and things like that, whereas I feel like the manga has time to slow down and breathe a bit and let some characterization happen and let conversations happen more often than what you get in the anime because the anime is so focused on like, bam, 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 story, story, fight, fight, fight. Um, 
that that you don't necessarily always get the conversations that you get in same thing with like a book book to movie you know where like where like the the book might have all these great conversations but then they they will it down you know like um a good i guess a good example of that in my mind would be no country for old men okay i love i love cormac mccarthy books and i love no country for old men um it's one of my favorite books and then when the movie came out, I was like, heck yeah. Like, I, like, I can't wait to, I can't wait to watch this. And that is like a super faithful adaptation. Like so much, cause the Cormac McCarthy does dialogue great and it's mm-hmm. so tense. He doesn't use quotation marks, which is confusing AF, but he, <laughs> but he does, he does conversations really, really well. And, um, like I, I was like, Oh, you know, like I'm so excited for the movie and it was like the Coen brothers. And I was like, yeah, I gotta go see it. So I, I went to the theaters and saw it when the, uh, when the movie came out and I, it was like so faithful and it was so cool because of how faithful it was. But, um, right. but at the end of the day, they still had to make concessions and cut out some really cool, like conversations and dialogues between characters that um, yeah. because a, a lot of that book is just filled with these conversations that are really like slow burns, you know, where it's like one line of dialogue, one line of dialogue, and like no no dialogue attribution whatsoever, just talking, and and, and it's right. all just this slow burn to like this big moment. So obviously the movie like missed out on that, but I still thought it was a very successful adaptation um, and stayed really true to the source material. I mean, I I love the book and the movie for that one. Yeah, I've never read the book on it, actually. I love the movie, but I've never read the book. Uh, I will say, though, if the lack of quotation marks in Cormac McCarthy uh, ends up getting getting on your last nerve, the audiobooks are truly fantastic of a lot of his stuff. Uh, the Road is much more uh, uh, legible, comprehensible, co- uh, what's the coherent, than... Uh, than just reading the book was, I believe, to me. Yeah, I think for me, um, not to get just too far off the subject, but I think my thing is No Country for Old Men was the first Cormac McCarthy book I'd read. And I was still in high school when I read it. I was I'm not trying to sound douchey or anything. My like reading level was always a lot higher in school. So I was like reading like adult right, books yeah. in high school when a lot of people were reading YA novels. And I mean, you're supposed to in, in high school, right? You read YA novels, but I had already moved on. And so Cormac McCarthy, I think for me, was just like, I wasn't used to reading that kind of novel yet. And I can very distinctly remember mm. getting about four, four or five pages into it and then realizing like, oh my God, this is actual dialogue. Like he's just not using punctuation. <laughs> like this is just, yeah, like, like right. this is just like his whole shtick. And, um, and once I knew that, like, you know, I read through the book and I was like, oh, okay. And then I went on to read, uh, like several more of his novels, um, all the pretty horses, which was a little too sappy at times for me. Oh, was it? Yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm not like a big, like romance reader, I guess, but, but you know, there was that one. And then, uh, his book about, it's like really brutal. You're like, it's a, it's kind of, it's out in the old West and they're like scalping people. What is it called? Um, blood something. Blood Meridian. Blood Meridian, I believe. Blood Meridian? Okay, yeah, that one. Uh-huh. Again, this, this is what this is what young Austin read in high school. <laughs> 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 um, 
but yeah, everybody else was reading like Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, and I was reading Blood Meridian by Cormac McCarthy, which probably is, <laughs> which is honestly probably what's wrong with me. <laughs> that pretty much sums up your personality right there. Like, like people, you know that question, like, what are you the way you are? We figured it out. Yeah. Like, that is why you are the way you are. Yeah. But, but anyway, all that's to say is that, like, I think that was a good adaptation, and that, you know, the, the manga with Dai and the anime with, with Dai is kind of the same way, where it's like, um, they stay true to the source material. I think they're very successful. But, I mean, concessions have to be made anytime you're adapting something that's in print yeah. to something that's on the screen. Um, and so, uh, but I do agree with you definitely that uh, I, you can probably do one or the other. Or you can do both if that's your prerogative, um, like Britney Spears says. Um, mm-hmm. Then... Uh, you can. I know it's a. It's really a Bobby Brown song, but whatever. I'm sticking with Britney Spears for our younger audience. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you're. That was what I was going to ask. Since I haven't seen the the later parts of the anime, if there would be something that we were missing for only choosing one or the other, because for me, I would much rather read the comic than watch the show. Uh, but I know there are people who absolutely are not that, and at least they're not, we, I guess, uh, as the people who will choose that are not going to be missing major parts of the story or characterization, uh, by choosing. Yeah. I mean, I've never read all the manga, the official English manga. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it's not even all available in print or English. I think Viz stopped after like volume six, five or six. Oh, I thought they were continuing on. I'm pretty sure they stopped. But anyway, I don't. I've not read all the manga. Uh, um, I have seen the anime now and played through all the game. I, I think I really feel like it's an either or. Someone who's actually read through all the manga and watched all the anime may disagree with me, but I, I still think it's an either or kind of thing, for sure. Yeah, that's that's good to know. Uh, yeah. because I'll go back and read it, and then I'll go back and finish it up with the uh, fan translations that use the f bomb <laughs> all the time, which is one of the worst choices the translators made. Like, it's a good translation; everything makes sense. I really enjoy the fan translation of it, but they get the tone wrong every once in a while because they have people dropping the f bomb, and it just doesn't fit. Yeah, until Dragon Quest Twelve comes out and is all edgy. It's true. It's going to be like uh, Final Fantasy 16. Uh, Dragon Quest 12 is going to be like Final Fantasy 16, where you can't play it in front of your children. But you can do weird things with slimes because it's rated M for mature. You know they taste like lime, like <laughs> lime flavor. I guess um, before we wrap up here, I guess the general takeaway here is that in terms of a lot of media, I think Dragon Quest adaptations are pretty successful. Um, I think that some video game adaptations are hit or miss. Um, whether you're looking at the old first Mario movie, um, the Mario TV show that had the weird dancing at the end that I still get in my head sometimes. Uh, let's do the Mario. Um, yep, absolutely. It's still <laughs> one of my like defining uh, personality traits is that show. Yeah, and so, you know, there's things like that that, um, you know, we could sit around and argue all day whether they're good adaptations or not. But I think that, um, I think Dragon Quest overall, the adaptations really are good and really do kind of stay true and honest to why people love Dragon Quest in the first place. 
And if y'all are curious about more adaptation talk that we've done, uh, search the archives of this show for when Austin is talking a lot about the Legend of the Hero Abel. Uh, there is uh, there are a few episodes uh, in the before time and the long long ago that you'll be able to find if you're diligent, um, and I'm not diligent uh, to look those uh, episodes up for you. So you're welcome. I'm the best host ever. We did like three three or four episodes on it. Yeah, we did like a whole watch through. Uh, yeah, yeah, there are a bunch back there uh, to listen to since we didn't really get to touch on that today. Yeah, for sure. Just don't send me a death threat when you listen to it. But up, bumps. That's a joke for only That's... us. <laughs> yep it is that's uh um, well good night folks <laughs> thank you guys for uh listening to this week's episode remember uh you can chat with us over on twitter at dragon quest fm and you can help support this podcast at patreon.com slash dragon quest fm and it really is thanksgiving so i always like to give a big thank you to all of our patrons and listeners we really are thankful for all of you guys and just really grateful that you listen to us every week um, and if you want to talk to me by myself, I'm over on Twitter and Blue Sky at Dragon Quaston. And I am on Twitter at Professor Beej, uh, mostly on threads these days at Professor Beej. And I've uh, been looking at Mastodon again, uh, Beej at Dice.camp. So uh, holla at me, yo. Holla, I'm so holla sorry, at your boy. Holla at your boy. It's, it's true. Happy Thanksgiving. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. See you guys next week. <laughs> Bye.